We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. That's right. Exactly. It's it's just like the money laundering for books they write. And they don't care if those books sell at the local bookstore. I mean... Uh, they gobble up the books and put them in a warehouse and, and that's it. They, they launder the money. So no, th- that, that was another red flag that they weren't letting folks come down and get involved in it. It, it, it was, it was just very closed off, but they were sure to use um, many top names. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if the original website is, is archived, but, you could see all the folks that were affiliated with it. It was um, Sheriff Clark. It was Sarah Carter. It was Chris Kobosh. Um, you had Bannon. You had Eric Prince. Um, who else? Help me out here. Who else was affiliated with it? Uh, Angel oh, Tom Tang. Yeah, Tom Tang. Yeah, Tom Tangredo, who I mentioned Tom earlier. Tang- Marion Mendoza, the came right. out of the angel families which we'll get into in a right. little bit so yeah i mean they had sort right. of the who's who of the border fire brands over the last you know decade prior to when they put the group together and there were Perfect some of them fire brands exactly right well and there were some of them there were people that we even liked and half trusted that as soon as we saw their names go up down there we said up oh, that they got they're bought and paid for now so it was it was like you That's know exactly kind of a letdown yeah, and, right. and, and, and you know exactly and, how it works. And... Oh, you can yeah, you continue. No, I was saying it's exactly how it works now, and, and and the more you learn about this, this is why even with schemedemic, as soon as you would see certain people in certain circles, networking being elevated, you go, yeah, I I, I don't know. Even though you're saying all the right things, um, I'm not sure you're someone I will uh, trust any longer. And that, that's pretty much where we are in, in politics as a whole, uh, because there's always certain messaging going around. And even though it sounds great, you know, and it, and it has the lipstick and all on it, uh, doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Well, so no, I mean, we, let, we let's saw just that with this group because. Well, I was going to say, let's just take two of these people, for instance, right? So Sheriff David Clark, as many people may know him, he was like the, uh, you know, six and a half foot tall black uh, sheriff with the white cowboy hat who rode around on a horse. You know, pretty cool character. And David Clark turned down an offer from the Trump administration uh, coming out of the transition, maybe a year into the presidency, where he was going to be a liaison to local sheriffs and police departments to try to get feedback from them on what they wanted to see on border security. Now, you know, whatever his his personal reason was, he turned that down, but then he goes and pops on the board of things like We Build the Wall, right. uh, where anyone right. with half a brain, as if you've ever listened to David Clark, he's a very intelligent gentleman, knew that there was no way that these guys were ever going to, at least the narrative we were presented with, we're going to raise $100 billion on GoFundMe and build a 3,000-mile wall. The other one, as you mentioned, was uh, Chris Kobach, who was... 
uh, instrumental in fighting illegal immigration over the years. He sat on the board of many think tanks. He was a lawyer. He wrote much of the uh, anti-illegal immigration law that came out of several conservative states over the last 10, 15 years. And I think he is someone that really was trying to change things. And eventually these guys just say, if I can't beat him, I'm going to join him and get my paycheck because they have kids, they have families. <laughs> if their life is written into fighting illegal immigration, that's what they made their political career out of when they realized that's not going to happen what else are they going to do and so somebody like him trump put him in charge of his voter fraud committee at at the beginning of uh during the trump transition into the presidency and then all of a sudden trump disbanded that voter fraud committee handed it over to dhs and the next thing you know, three years later, he's complaining about voter fraud in the 2020 race. Well, That's right. Chris Kobach investigated <laughs> this for you, turned over all the information for you. You buried it over with, uh, I think it was Kirsten Nielsen at the time, the head of DHS. And then the investigation went nowhere. Yeah. No one got in trouble for voter fraud. And then three years later, you're going to complain that voter fraud took you out. And that's why you didn't win the race when you had an opportunity with your voter fraud committee to uncover real fraud and to make it an issue. No, and this is why a conversation like this is great, because this is all of this stuff that uh, is no longer investigated. This is old news, but we're bringing it back up to the forefront. So you can say, oh, yeah, I remember that. that that's right. I do remember that. Well, whatever became of that? Well, you just told the people what became of that. Now, Chris Kobach just stepped down. Um, he was still uh, with We Build the Wall. Uh, as counsel, but I think uh, maybe Thursday, Friday, he, he actually stepped down. So I don't know what's going on with the organization or who's left with the organization at this point. Yeah, but let me no, see, they, let they me, let me see Maria, because you... For, for, let me just see, because you sent that over to me while you're talking about it. Uh, this was an article article from KansasCity.com, because... Uh, this is where he's from, but it says uh, Chris Kobach resigns from We Build the Wall board after nonprofit indictment on money laundering. Uh, former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, Republican candidate for state attorney general, resigned Friday from the board of directors. It took him long enough of We Build the Wall <laughs> after the nonprofit organization was indicted on allegations of money laundering conspiracy and fraud and so yeah he stepped down uh from the organization right. uh, again i don't know why it took that long he should have did this like two years ago I was, but I, that's exactly right he should have did it two years ago but especially if he should have did it after the guilty pleas in april you would have thought you know he would have packed up and ran then so but he was still there so yep that that was the other breaking news that happened so i mean I'm, i am kind of glad this is back in the news because it gives us a chance to revisit it and some of the things that you uncovered while you were down there and everything is open sourced information it's a, there's tons of newspaper articles you can research fisher industries you can research the fisher brothers which i think is tommy michael david uh very very interesting folks here characters here and yet they they won the um two billion dollar contract with the government now, what did We Build the Wall accomplish? They did hire Fisher for three miles on private land. And there's lots of problems with it. There's lots of erosion. Um, the Butterfly Sanctuary had, had brought all this out. That they, this was a lot of uh, concerns for them. And so there was 
other things running in the background, like the Butterfly Sanctuary, which when you spoke about Operation QAnon earlier, they did marry it into the wall issue because Holfage, which is, again, targeted harassment he's notorious for, he put a target on the Butterfly Sanctuary and said that they were uh, pro-illegal immigration. That's why they didn't want the wall. And that basically they were pro-human trafficking and and trafficking. So they were um, defaming the reputation of, uh, her name is Mariana Wright, Mariana Trevino Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. So she had filed a defamation lawsuit against Colfage. who else? Colfage, Fisher Industries, and uh, the new new house and sons, who is the uh, the private land that was. Yeah, and I have this up on the screen uh, from the, uh, the Texas. Uh, I have this up on the screen from the Texas Observer that you sent me, uh, and that was uh, "We Build the Wall: Lands in South Texas." Uh, vilifies priest and butterfly refuge. And this is that article that you had sent over. So if people want to see that, that's at texasobserver.org. So a lot of um, the Q community started harassing the butterfly sanctuary. Um, they They did shut down for three months from the harassment. They did put tens of thousands of dollars into upgrading their security. And they've been following this case all along and, and occasionally reporting on it. And um, there was another part of the lawsuit. Um, I'll have to dig that up for you at a later date. But, but they did find a lot of problems, a lot of erosion problems. And just recently, I think part of the lawsuit was settled, but, but part not. But interesting enough, some of the reports it is requested by the court be destroyed. That 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 just happened recently, so we'll have to dig that up. But that, that was something I heard uh, read that came across my wire. That was very interesting. Why they would want um, reports destroyed of what they found. People are very worried with storms that the that this wall can topple over, and there there is a lot of erosion. And Fisher Industries is saying that they um, they will be monitoring it and rectifying certain things. And I'm sorry, I, I would love to pull it up, but I don't have the internet. Right well, yeah, now. let me. But let, it was something I was just. Yeah, no, I was going to say, let, and let me just pack a few details in here uh, for the audience that kind of want to know the the story behind this. So you had this We Build the Wall organization that was to look like it was just some independent MAGA group led by this uh, hero, veteran, you know, military uh, soldier. And he pops up. They start raising all this money on GoFundMe. He gets uh, all the press from people on Fox News to all of the social media influencers. And then he, at this point, I'm telling you, I, I remember this distinctly. It was not known that Steve Bannon was involved with this in the very beginning stages. It didn't come out until uh, later on when Bannon started. Because I remember, really yeah. But it well, I remember saying long. to myself, I mean, "Oh, look, now Bannon." Quickly. Yeah, but I was like, "Oh, now Bannon's going to start attaching his face to this." But then it later came out he was like running it, the one of the guys running it the whole time. But. So Tommy Fisher is this builder that owns uh, Fisher Industries. And Fisher 
His family company was three brothers. So uh, I'm going to pull up an article on this. But one of his brothers was involved in uh, defrauding the IRS, which, frankly, God bless him. But, no, I'm just letting you know, back in 2009, (laughs) in 2009, he got caught defrauding the IRS and uh, got fined, like, close to $400,000. And then he had another brother, uh, and this was not during the We Build the Wall thing, so this was not political retribution. This happened years earlier, who was arrested for uh, child pornography charges and served time in prison. So then you had Tommy Fisher, who I have this, um, it's actually really good. It's a short uh, mini doc that Bloomberg did on Tommy Fisher and this wall uh, piece, which I'm going to show some clips of it in a moment because it kind of pulls everything together with the, uh, for the people. Um, and so Fisher mm-hmm. gets hooked up with We Build the Wall. Now, based on what I read and followed over the years, it was never really clear to me the money that we build the wall raised, how much of that was going to buy land and secure land, what was actually being used to build wall, buy materials or whatever. But anyway, somehow Fisher ends up with this uh, three mile section of wall that he builds, the one you're referring to. And he starts to publicly talk about, this is a couple years ago in articles, it was a big revelation for us at the time, that his goal was to build these sections of wall on private land and then lease them back to the federal government and or sell them to the federal government. We started to say to ourselves, wait a second, Trump is running at the time, people may remember it was like a game show, was build your prototype, we're gonna come in with uh, wreckers from the National Guard and we're gonna try to wreck them and destroy them and then I'm gonna pick the winner. And it was like a, a celebrity apprentice kind of thing. And so Fisher was one of them, but at the same time doing the We Build the Wall, at the same time saying he's gonna rent or lease this back to the government, but was that coming out of the nonprofit We Build the Wall? It's very hard to figure this all out, folks. I mean, it's a tangled web. Anyway, in the meantime, you had Jared Kushner, our newfound transhumanist, Trump's son-in-law, who was lobbying his dad, Donald, or his uh, father-in-law, Donald Trump, as well as others, lobbying the president to give Fisher contracts to build the wall that Donald Trump wanted built, which... Basically, nothing was ever built. But Fisher ends up getting a contract for $2.5 billion, billion over four separate contracts from the Trump administration to build wall. Now, when I used to cover this daily uh, a couple of years ago, I was tracking all this in real time. And there was like no wall actually being built. Now, I'm not saying they didn't build wall, but I don't know what they did with $2.5 billion. And just to set this up into sort of the corruption surrounding Steve Bannon, Marie and I were talking about this. Well, the $2.5 billion that Fisher Industries gets on behalf of We Build the Wall lobbying the president, Steve Bannon lobbying the president, Jared Kushner lobbying the president, Chris Kobach back, uh, uh, lobbying the president, We haven't done this, but I'm probably going to poke into this this week. I want to know, as I've showed you guys uh, with the Israeli-connected frictionless shopping carts and Instacart and Elon Musk and the rest of these guys, all of the investors that are behind these companies, who are the investors that were behind Fisher Industries? Not We Build the Wall, not the firebrands that sit on the board that lease their names for fundraising. 
But is any of these people or any of these people like Steve Bannon, Jared Kushner, and I'm not saying they are, I'm asking the question, are any of them going to end up getting right, commissions or kickbacks out of this $2.5 billion? That's what we want to know. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, that I asked the question, and I also want to know if the family that donated the land, was that donated free and clear? Was it donated to Fisher Industries? Um, I don't know if it was donated to Fisher Industries or we build the wall. I, I don't know. But if you're going to lease it back to the government, well, I wonder how that family feels about that. You know, it's, it doesn't make sense. But I did find that article. I just got the internet. So let's hope that it holds out. But this is from June in the Texas Tribune where it says settlement reached over private border wall but experts say it won't stop the environmental damage. Federal authorities have reached a deal that gives builders of the privately funded fence control over where to inspect for damage and leeway um, over which issues they choose to repair. I'm not going to read the whole article, but I want to skip down to the And I have this up. This here. is uh, te texastribune.org, correct? Here, yeah, TexasTribute.org. Okay, okay, as part of the settlement, um, as part of the settlement, Fisher and its subsidiary must destroy copies of an engineering report commissioned by the Department of Justice that studied the project's soundness. Federal officials said the report contains proprietary information. So that did not sit well with me at all, and I don't think any of this sits well with the Butterfly um, Center because that with their, they're, they're really concerned that this was such a poor job that major storms um, could just knock that whole thing over. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, you know, what we're saying is that they got a whole lot of money between GoFundMe 25 million and, and 2.25 billion in contracts and their work is pretty shoddy. Now let now let me ask you this because I'm gonna I'm gonna and show the and the company is is sketchy. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm gonna show a piece this piece from Bloomberg for a minute so people can see some of the aerial footage and then um, they sure. talk a little bit about. But I want to ask you before that. So let's just go go back under the Trump administration. The DOJ files a federal uh, lawsuit against We Build the Wall, and that was against Bannon, Timothy Shea. Uh, Cole Fodge, and there was one other, correct? Right. Andy, Andrew Badalato. Okay, and then uh, Trump pardoned Steve Bannon on any of the federal charges, correct? Correct. Okay, Cole Fodge, and um, he pleads guilty, right? Correct. Okay, Badalato, he pleads and guilty? did as well. Okay, and then what about both uh, of Shea. them pled guilty, and Shea, Shea was just a mistrial, and and they are discussing retrying it. 
Okay, so all that happens. Then Steve Bannon looks like he's free and clear, and then the state of New York files uh, charges against him and indicts him, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Criminal charges for money laundering, fraud, and conspiracy. And they're just filing against Bannon, not Shea, Badalana, and uh, and uh, Kovach, right? Correct. Okay. At this moment. Oh, yeah, at this moment. Now, we're going to get into... Uh, sort of what, what Steve Bannon did in the last uh, 48 hours. But first, let, let me just show uh, this piece because I, I did find it to be quite interesting uh, for people, again, because I didn't follow the story uh, for the last couple of years, and I was surprised that Bloomberg sort of put this piece together. And I just want to give you a little flavor, you know, for Tommy Fisher, because at the end of the day, Tommy Fisher kind of skates on all of this, but he was the one, right? So it's sort of like... These we build the wall firebrands, you know, get indicted, but Tommy Fisher does not, and he gets to walk away somehow with two and a half billion dollars. And so, uh, let me just play this clip, Maria. You, you, you'll be able to hear it. You have designed a big, big wall. Had people try to go up and over it. I feel that this is the Lamborghini of walls. It's got a very aesthetic look to it. Why build an ugly wall? So this is a story about an individual called Tommy Fisher. He built a three-mile wall. The next step was, can I sell it? That hasn't happened yet. And what was it like to have the president check out the prototype today? The larger it is, the better it is because it's very hard to get over the top. He completed the wall in early 2020 and since then has been embroiled in various lawsuits. It's one of a kind. This is no ordinary border wall. There are three things notable about it. One, it's located in the Rio Grande Valley, home to more illegal border crossings and more seized cocaine and pot than anywhere else in the country. Two, it's located directly on the banks of the Rio Grande River, where for legal and environmental reasons, construction of a border wall has never been attempted. And three, it's privately owned by a guy from North Dakota named Tommy Fisher. Uh, we're presently standing on the banks of the Rio Grande River with a three-mile border protection system behind me, uh, located about two miles south of Mission, Texas. Now, let me pause this for a second. I'll ask the question, and they may answer this. It says, now, this video was produced in July 2021, so last year, and it says that this three-mile border wall is privately owned by Tommy Fisher. Now, privately owned by Tommy Fisher or... Mm -hmm privately owned by Fisher Industries or privately owned by We Build the Wall because I haven't figured out yet, and they may address this. Uh, okay, so if we, will, we Build the Wall is a nonprofit that raises $25 million on GoFundMe and through other sources, and they secure land, uh, whether given to them, donated to them, maybe there was some money on the, under the table, who knows, well, does we build the wall, the nonprofit own it? If not, how could they take their money and give it to Tommy Fisher? Say, here's money we raised, Tommy Fisher. This is yours. And then he gets to build a wall and a piece of land that then he gets to keep. And I think I recall, folks, and I could be wrong, a couple of years ago reading that the, the land was actually donated to we build the wall, not to Tommy Fisher. 
So again, you'd see how none of this makes sense. And you would think in such a high profile project, if it is what we are led to believe, that it's just some patriotic people that want to build a wall because the president is having trouble building the wall the way he wanted to, that everything would be squeaky clean. You would run your book squeaky clean. You're doing yeah, something yeah. that is so crazy, uh, so eccentric, that you would run your book squeaky clean. Now, the media never pokes into this because they always just scrape the surface. But these are the questions you need to ask is, well, Tommy Fisher owns this. How did he suddenly own this? Does We Build the Wall right. own this? Uh, if We Build the Wall doesn't own this, why are Chris Kobach and David Clark and the rest of these people lending their name, their brands that they spent their entire political careers building to this nonprofit organization that raises money and then just gives it to a private developer to do with it as he sees fit, and then he gets to own this wall? Now, watch this, though, because it's going to get into uh, how he is going to try to lease this back to the government. All right, Marie, do you have any questions up to this point or anything to add? No, not at all, but play the video. Okay, let me continue. Tommy Fisher built a three-mile-long, privately-funded border wall. Most of the land is privately owned, ranchers, farmers, individual homeowners. Uh, it's on the banks of the river, which already serves as a natural barrier and also makes it extremely difficult for legal and geographic and environmental reasons to build anything. To me, when you see it stand up and it, it'll last the test of time, that's just my feeling. Tommy Fisher is a Midwestern nice. He doesn't see his wall as an object of exclusion. I'm for legal immigration, illegal immigration I'm not. Uh, he sees it as a law enforcement aid. More than that, he sees it as a business opportunity. I think when President Trump came into office, it gave me an idea that he wanted a very long linear project, something that was never built in the history of America. So it was it was more of a catalyst to say, hey, could could their project of this magnitude really be built? Joining us now for a reaction is a CEO who submitted one of those prototypes. The first time any private organization has built border wall on private land. Joining us to talk about all of this is Tommy Fisher. The next step was, can I sell it and make back my money on it or commission somebody to get me to do more of these? After the 2016 election, Fisher mounted a right-wing media blitz to pitch his wall-building services in Washington and attracted attention from a nonprofit named We Build the Wall, founded by triple amputee Iraq War veteran Brian Colfage and Steve Bannon, who would go on to pay Fisher $6.9 million. We Build the Wall gave him uh, several million dollars to build one structure, pretty short structure, in New Mexico. They built it. Encouraged by this first structure, Fisher starts construction on a second wall, this one near the Rio Grande, funded by We Build the Wall, the group sends him a first payment. Okay, so, and I remember this now. It's all coming back to me. So he builds the first piece in New Mexico <laughs> from uh, uh, We Build the Wall, and then he starts building the one in the uh, at the Rio Grande, of which we'll talk about shortly because I've been down there a couple of times myself. So Of $1.5 million, but then the payment stopped, and the legal troubles started. Fast forward to summer of 2020, Bannon and his alleged co-conspirators are arrested for essentially defrauding their supporters. They're alleged to have run out of money and they stopped sending money to Tommy Fisher. Fisher wasn't implicated and decides to fund the rest of his wall using his own money. 
But yet again, the project is met with legal troubles. He's sued by the federal government, which says you can't do that because you could screw with the Rio Grande River and it's going to move the U.S.-Mexico boundary. He's sued by a wildlife preserve called the National Butterfly Center, which says essentially you're going to flood our property and drown our butterflies. The North American Butterfly Association was granted a temporary restraining order to stop construction of a border wall. And then that was Mariana Trevino that you brought up earlier. Fisher contested the suits, and even as federal prosecutors hover around We Build the Wall, his company is given contracts to build federal wall sections in Arizona and Texas. Fisher was granted over $2 billion in federal wall building contracts. But then Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. But all of this doesn't stop Fisher from pushing for his wall. After Biden's election, Fisher's project gets renewed momentum from a growing crisis at the border. This morning at the southern border, more than 15,000 migrant children are in federal custody. Baby bottles and shoes, and we saw this all over along the border. A group of 80 migrants, including many children, turned themselves in after making the dangerous trek across the Rio Grande. The Biden administration has been greeted with a large influx of migrants from Central America. and. Fisher is arguing essentially that his wall is going to solve this issue. 